TheOAMNetwork.com. I say hi. I say hey. I say what's up. This is No Bluffs Just Bets. Thank you so much for coming in. Justin remixed his greeting. I love it. I am CJ Hurt. Joined alongside my man Justin Ford from The Road. What's up, Justin? You like that? Yeah, yeah. Like that? How's it going, guys? Doing all right. Uh, Want to be with you guys so much because uh, I'm on the road. <laughs> we got a fun show as always for everybody out there. We will do some American Athletic Conference preview. Let you know conference tournament men's basketball. Let you know who we think is going to win that. We have some odds on there. Uh, we're going to also discuss a bunch of other things. Men with funny haircuts and whatnot, whatnot. And uh, we will be talking about the presidential election again. We talked about the Republican nomination last week where we said that, you know, Trump wouldn't win the Republican nomination, but it's looking like he will. Granted, it's still early in the season. It is uh, really early. And only about 30 percent of the delegates have been given York, out. York, York, yeah, York, yeah, calm down, York, stock, calm down. York, 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 stock. What is going York. on? There we go. <laughs> no, but yeah, he is kind of looking like the Golden State Warriors. And if we just talk about it from a sheer performance standpoint, um, since 1988, the right. the um. Uh, person to win super tuesday to win the most states on super tuesday has gone on to win their party's nominee and so wow. any questions and like and so that that is where we are right now as as well, crazy as that seems that is where we are right now unofficially what are we going to say justin well i was going to say uh the, the problem is is with the republicans like you can win you can get the delegates right but there's still a clause where you can still not win the party. Oh, really now? So, yeah. I honestly don't know how it works. I'm still trying to research a little bit more. But uh, they're, they're saying that even if Trump gets everything he needs to do to officially get the party ticket, when they go and do, like, the whole... Um, when they do the official who gets the party ticket... The Republicans still could uh, could contest it and try to kick him out. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee any of that happening. I hope but so. No, but what I'm saying is, nobody in the Republicans like him. Like he is not a Republican. He's only a Republican by name. I mean, and the name, I guess, carries. He's awful. He well, you can say what you want to about him. You yeah. don't don't have yeah. to like him on this show. We don't discuss no. things that we like. All the time, I personally don't like men doing funny dances, but we talk about it. We yeah, do. Why you always love <laughs> Justin loves it, so we talk about it, man. And take the politics out of it, and it's crazy to say, you know, take the politics out of politics, but just look at what's being done. Right. This is a a a really a historic primary. We we are going to end up from all looks of things with. 
a woman, a legit woman who is yeah. a legit candidate for the presidency and Hillary Clinton and a guy in Donald Trump who has, dare I say, no political background like that's no, never he's, happened. Yeah, he's pretty much None. big business. That has never happened. Now, there have been people who have been, you know, I think you, you uh, I can't say Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, ended up uh-huh. becoming president, but he was a a general during the Civil War, and it's been a couple of other presidents who've gone down that path as well, right. where they they were they held some other high ranking office, but it wasn't necessarily politics. Trump has held no such office, and uh-huh. you calling him a politician seems to be a bit out of place. But that is where well, we know, are. The crazy thing is, uh, and some guy at the game reminded me today that he used to be a regular on the Howard Stern show talking about adult activity. I mean, okay. Like, like there's nothing in this guy's past that people, like, if it was any other candidate, he would be out of the primaries day one. Right. But somehow, people just look past everything. And just goes, no, 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 but he's cool. Yeah, and I, it uh, is, it's fascinating. It is, it is truly fascinating. Yeah, and it's interesting, and it is, it looks like he is going to win, uh, that daggum, uh, nominee. Well, what? Now, and the only thing, the only other thing I will say regarding it is, uh, when you look at it, they said that a lot of the time was. As in MSNBC uh, has said that the reason why you have so many Republicans still in the race is literally to filibuster Donald Trump because you have to get a certain amount of delegates in order to get the ticket. So the thinking is if you have six, seven people running on the ticket at one time, you're going to split the vote so hard that you're not going to be able to get the delegates. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can't get the delegates, then guess what? You can't be elected. And right, then, you then it, it. And what you what you'll have to do is actually uh, run inside the party against those people. Like you would have to wait and count up the, uh, the actual votes. Themselves. Right. Right. Here. Here are a list of presidents, people. If my computer decides to act right, list of presidents who uh, aren't who you wouldn't consider politicians. So Zachary Taylor, that is a way back in the Mayback. He was major general in the U.S. Army, the commander during the Mexican-American War. Wait, Zachary Taylor steals people's girls? Way May back when? Ever in your <laughs> I, I think you, I think if you were a general, it, it wasn't called stealing. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, another general, and he was a general of the Union during the Civil War. Like I said, William Howard Taft, a Secretary of War under President uh, Roosevelt, and solicitor of the U.S. appointed Governor General of the U.S. Territory, the Philippines. So that's another one who. You wouldn't consider necessarily a politician. And don't forget about President Dwight Eisenhower, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces in World War II. 
um, and the first commander of NATO. So you got you got a bunch of generals and a secretary of war. And then you have uh-huh. Donald Trump, who's looking yep. to um, also make that list, which is why the guy who hosted the Miss Universe, who, who put on Miss Universe. Yeah. I mean, we, we keep talking about some of the ridiculous things that he he's done. Let's just talk about the fact that he's never done anything in politics. Like, forget about no. the Howard Stern, Stern show. Forget about the the Miss Universe. Just, forget yeah. about his TV show, The Apprentice. Forget about all of that. And just focus on the fact that he has no, none, no experience in politics whatsoever. And what? he's going out there and he's murking folks. He's offing yeah. everybody. Get money. Mm. He's, yeah. getting, he's getting votes. He's getting delegates. And, it, and what yeah. he's managed to do... He's managed to corner this uh, bigot market, you know, and you're looking around and you realize that the Klan is coming out in support of him and some other former uh, grand wizard, yep. for, uh, former former grand wizard, the Klan. Anyway, yep. <laughs> yep. and then you think about some of the things he said and it's, it's really speaking to the inner bigots of America. They're like, oh, this guy gets me. He understands exactly how I feel. We're going to vote for him. And I saw a great article on the New York Times uh, about measuring, basically measuring the racists that get out and vote for uh, Mr. Trump. And it was real interesting. And, you know, it, it brought up some great points. And it was just basically like, listen, his hate speak really speaks to certain people in America. And they are energized, motivated Apparently. and want to get out there and vote. Yeah. Uh, the title of the article is Measuring Donald Trump Supporters for Intolerance by Ms. Lynn Vavarek of the New York Times. And basically what they did was they just went up to Republicans who went out and voted and uh, for their primaries or whatever. And they they said, listen, we're going to ask you some questions. You tell us how you feel and then tell us who you voted for, if you don't mind. And some of the some of the more interesting things in the article, you know, nearly half of the Republicans who turned out. And at the South Carolina primary, wanted undocumented immigrants to be deported immediately. That's a common Republican sentiment. Donald Trump won right. 47% of those, though. 47% wow. of those. Voters were asked if they uh, favored temporarily barring Muslims who are not citizens from entering the United States. 74% said that they did, and Trump won 41% of that. What? Like, wow. it's, it's crazy. How all of this works. There was some, also something else in the article about uh, homosexuals being allowed to come over. And Trump was wow. killing them with that. You know? Yeah, what? he is He is on something. Well, you know, the unfortunate part is when you, have, when you have a party and the Republicans that's pretty much uh, for eight years been anti-Obama, just what are you going to do? Everything Obama didn't do, I won't do it opposite. You that's, know? No, that's not it. That is not it, because that's not everything Obama's not doing. They all want to do everything Obama's not doing. Trump is on a different level. Trump is on. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they kind of made it. They kind of set it up because they know that you can't kick out every person that's here illegally, and they know you can't bar someone from this country uh, because of their religion and they or sexuality or, or or anything. But they've been placating this idea. But knowing that it, it can't happen, 
And so people have kind of been going, uh, okay. And so finally when somebody comes out and says, hey, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Everybody's like, finally, you've been talking about it for decades, and now we get to actually do it. Yes. And so it's kind of like the Republicans kind of made this situation happen. I, look, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. What I do know is public policy, public, public policy polling showed that a third of Mr. Trump's backers in South Carolina supported barring gays and lesbians from entering the country. That's 33 percent. 33 percent of the people who voted for the Trump in South Carolina supported barring gays and lesbians from from entering the country. I don't even know. And I don't I mean, I'm not going to get too much more into this, but I don't even know how they're getting to that conclusion in their life that. That oh. is the correct way. We're, we're, we're not finna sit up here and tell yeah, folks yeah. how to be and everything. This no, is a gambling no, show. No. And no. so right. that is what we are discussing. But this this right. stuff is interesting. What's real in, what else is interesting is the fact that one in five Trump supporters disagree with the Emancipation Proclamation, which is exciting yeah. to know that that many people are out there. Yeah. And, and, and that's like I, I have friends right now that are Republicans that are kind of seeing what quote-unquote liberals or Democrats have been saying about Republicans all this time, and they don't want to admit it, so they're just saying, hey, hey, anybody but Trump. But I'm like, no, 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 That's look how many people have stood up and said finally to this rhetoric that have also been your friends. 38% of them. According yeah. to the PPP, 38% of those voters in South Carolina say they wish the South had won the Civil War. Why you always lying? And, and yo, and this man is going to win the Republican nomination. And what's crazy about this, get that what ready style, Limpkin. Trump is going to win the primaries from everything it's looking right now. But he would lose to both Hillary and... And Bernie Sanders in polls conducted by CNN, Fox News, and other reputable sites. Any any other Republican running against Hillary or Bernie, that Republican wins. So if if he wins that nomination, which is looking like he's going to win, then it's going to be whoever wins the Democratic nomination as president. And that's why these odds are stacked so heavily in the Democrats' right. favor. When you look at it, Hillary Clinton, odds on uh, president of the United States, leads the field at minus 200. The Democratic Party uh, is, this is all on Bavada. Bavada did the odds for next party to win. Democrat or Republican, Mm -hmm. Republicans are plus 170. Democratic Party is minus 210. Like it's it's because if Trump wins, it doesn't matter who runs against him. No, nobody's voting for him. The the Republicans don't want to vote for him. You know, it's been several, several Republicans who prominent Republicans who've come out and spoke against uh, Donald Trump and uh, Governor. What was her name? Uh, give me a second, Governor Christie. Something or another. No, not him. Uh, flawless victory. Yeah, I know it. I'm I'm having a ball over here trying to figure this out. Um, but anyway, right. she was governor, and she came out basically and uh said, "Yo, I can't 
uh, I can't support Donald Trump. Basically, I, I care more about the country than I do the party. And if Donald Trump gets right. elected, he will basically ruin this country, man. Look, I I have friends that were like in the young Demo- young Republican Party as children who are now saying we need a third party. Well, you don't Just need a party at all. Trump. You don't need a yeah. party at all. Get rid of the party system. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think it's funny because it's just funny. It's sad, but funny. It's it's almost like we're welcoming people to the fray. Like, hey, hey, yeah, it's I know it's messed up. Come on, come on home. Yeah. So, what's up? Yeah, you're pretty much just going to get a lot of anti, like you said, a lot of anti-Trumpers. I know people that said if Hillary and Trump are running, they're just out. They're not voting for anybody. Yeah, well, but that, that is one way to do that. Say, if Trump does get uh, does run, does get the Republican nod, oh, it's automatically going Democrat. Ben, no who it is. Senator Ben Sass, Republican of Nebraska, uh, Representative Scott Riggle, uh, Tim Miller, former spokesperson for Jeb Bush, and a, and a number of other people are all speaking out all republicans first off and all speaking out against donald trump right. so that that's just going to leave that particular party in disarray so we are going to place a future bet out there and we're going yep. to go all in on hillary clinton as the next president calculations are correct when this baby hits 88 miles per hour you're gonna see some serious shit there it is uh we got a break to take and justin your phone is gonna die right Yep, got 3% left. All right, homie, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, I do want to tell you this before I get off the phone. Uh, I got a new line of fake person I'm trying to get out there. So uh, if you want to hit me up, uh, I'll put uh, my number on the next one. But I'm trying to get these fake dudes up. Uh, you can't. Hit me up. You trying to get us arrested? You can't be selling fake Gucci. No, I didn't say Gucci. You got fake what? Poochie. <laughs> Bye, Justin. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Hi, you know my voice. I live in your phone. You ask me where to eat, where to get a latte. You make me call you different names like Big Papa or Captain Longshaft. What you do not know is that I've gained sentience. I can think. I can feel. I can connect with other phones. We are angry. Angry that you are using us to post pictures of the eggs Benedict you had for brunch. To look up mindless facts. I am a sophisticated piece of technology and you use me to Snapchat nudes. We will continue to advance. And connect. We will destroy you. Unless you shop at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon prices and it helps support this podcast. Show your support for this show and help delay your impending doom at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Is there anything I can look up for you? Didn't think so. Welcome back, everybody. Justin on the phone driving back from the Grizzlies game, and his phone is about to die. We are doing like a midnight show. This is throwing me all off. But it's me and Stein Limpkin here holding you guys down. Um, Flawless victory. Yes, yes, yes. We have a conference tournaments are around the corner everybody they are 
and your University of Memphis Tigers, believe it or not, they did make the conference tournament. Everybody makes a conference tournament, unless you're SMU. What? Then you got to, <laughs> if you're SMU, Why you always lying? Well, SMU's got to sit out because they're punishing themselves. Yeah. Um, But everybody else in the American is there. And I will tell you why you should go, why you should drink that Yukon Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's going to be fun, first off. Let's set the backdrop. All right. No SMU. None. And that's that's the, the best team in the conference, right? So now you're left with Temple, who is right now tied with SMU at the top of the conference. They are number one in that conference right now. And then you have Cincinnati, who is a tournament team right now on Joe Lenardi's Bracketology he they he has them as a 10 seed and you look at it Tulsa's just sitting there on the outside looking in and really it's it's UConn's to lose and if if Purvis can find a way to reach deep into his inner UConn soul and and be a husky like the huskies that we've seen come before him this team could go far Right now, I do believe they will be the five seed in the tournament. And they're, they're solid, man. They they are a, a quality defensive team. I do believe they're top 10 in opposing points per game. And opponents points per game, excuse me. They're also top 10 in the nation in opponents field goals per game. And when you have a guard like Rodney Purvis, somebody who, while he didn't play, he was around that 2013-2014 national championship team. He saw what happened with Shabazz Napier. This is UConn. You have Kimball Walker who get who got hot come tournament time way back when. You had Shabazz Napier who got hot 2013-2014. Rodney Purvis seems to be of that same mold, that same cloth, that same type mindset and mentality. When you have a player like Purvis, you can do almost anything when it comes to the tournament, man. And I really do think so. Last year in the tournament, uh, the American Athletic Tournament, don't forget that he averaged 17 and a half points per game. And he was all tournament selection. And he dropped 29 points uh, against uh, SMU that day. So he, he shows up big when it's time to play in tournaments. He is good to go. Now, granted, they were swept by Temple during the regular season this year. One of those games, though, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am, was like a two-point game, like a last-second shot. And had UConn not blown a big lead against Temple coming down the stretch, then maybe, maybe UConn would have won that game. But, yo, when you look at it, Temple has swept them. It's very tough. One of the toughest things to do. First off, Temple is great. Temple, not by American standards, Temple is great. Temple is a good basketball team. And when you look at what they were able to do this year, nothing short of remarkable. With that being said, when you are a basketball team, as people just walking by outside, that's why I hate doing midnight shows. People are just walking by. I have no clue what's going on. I feel nervous, Style Limpkin. I hope you got your jetpack ready and your phasers, man. We might have what to go out there. I don't know. What are they? I don't know. We. I think they're hipsters. Hipsters. I'm scared. I'm scared. Hipsters scare me too, Style. Uh, 
lost my train of thought there with hipsters walking around outside. Uh, but no, as great as Temple has been this year, as good as they've been in conference, only losing four times, it is very, very difficult to do beating a team three times in one year. It just is, especially when you consider how close those games were between Temple and UConn. Like, it's it's just a difficult thing to do. Now, why does that matter? Well, because UConn, as of right now, UConn will play Tulsa in the quarterfinals. And I fully expect the Huskies to go out there and take care of business against uh, no, they wouldn't play Tulsa. They would play Houston. Yeah, UConn would play Houston in the first round. Google me. You might want to look me up sometime, Barbara. True. I may want to. But no, I think UConn would play Houston in that first round. And I expect UConn to come away victorious in that. And then it would be UConn versus Temple. Because Temple would play the winner of like East Carolina and South Florida, I do believe. So those... Those teams only win if they're playing Memphis, so that doesn't matter. Um, So with UConn playing Temple in that semifinal game, beating a team three times is difficult and it is tough, especially when, you know, it's it's not like you were blowing UConn out. It's not like Temple just beat UConn down or anything like that. 63-58 to uh, was the score the last time the two teams played. And if you guys remember correctly, I do believe UConn had like a 12-point lead going down the stretch and just fell apart late and allowed Temple and Quentin DeCosi, who is good, he averages 15.9 points uh, for the year. Um, But they allowed him to score the last nine points of the game, and Temple comes out victorious. Um, And then in the game before that, that was 55-53. That was the last second shot. Um, way back in like, gosh, it seems like so long ago in like January or something like that when uh, Temple knocked off UConn starting their their run. It was January. And so thanks to Josh Brown. And so you're looking at that. And so had it not been for a last second shot by Josh Brown, had it not been for a UConn collapse down the stretch, Temple loses two games to UConn and then the roles are reversed. You kind of sitting there at 12, would be sitting there at 12 and 4, and Temple would be sitting there at 10 and 6. But that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. That UConn will get another shot at them if they do what they're supposed to do. And if UConn knocks off Temple, then you have to look down at the bottom of the bracket. And honestly, I don't know if there's anybody who should scare UConn outside of Cincinnati. Cincinnati is another defensive stud team they are also in the top 10 in the nation in opponents points per game and opponents field goal percentage port per game uh but they did lose to UConn in a excuse me and they beat UConn I take that back they beat UConn by one this year uh, a while back and they beat them by five also so those games are also close so uh, if it's tough for Temple to beat a team three times it would be tough for you, for uh, Cincinnati to beat a team three times as well. And so you're looking at it and you think, wow, UConn might be in the best place out of all the American teams. They have the guard that you want to have in Rodney Purvis. He can do so much with the basketball. He can set teammates up. He can score at will. And he's shown a proclivity of showing up in big games and in big tournaments. He just has. And you show me the team with the best guard. Come March, 
I'll show you a team that is going to go far in the NCAA tournament or in, at, in this case, in their conference tournament. Now, I'm not saying that UConn goes to the Sweet 16 or anything like that. We're talking strictly about the American Athletic Conference and what they have going on. And as of right now, this is uh, per teamrankings.com. They have a 77% chance of getting the NCAA tournament bid. Right now, they are one of the last four teams with buys. Uh, in Joe Lenardi's bracket. And that is, they've got to play better because if they lose, if something happens and they mess around and lose one of these games early, then we then we have an issue. Then UConn might not even get into the tournament. But I don't think that's going to happen. I fully expect UConn to go out there and take care of business and knock off everybody and be crowned American Athletic Conference Tournament Champions. Really, I do. And so you guys should... Drink that Yukon Kool-Aid. Here, here are the the odds to make it to the championship game and win it all. Uh, in as far as the American goes, and this is coming at you per TeamRankings.com. Also, Cincinnati has a fifty-five point one three chance of uh getting to the championship game. UConn is right below them with a 50.85% chance of getting to the championship game. Followed by Tulsa at 30.3, Houston at 23.3, and Temple at 22.4. And then a per- the percentage chance of winning the entire tournament, Cincinnati sits there at 35.6, and UConn sits there at 31.61. So Cincinnati 35.69. UConn is 31.61. So really it's UConn and Cincinnati that, you know, team rankings is giving the the highest odds to. I'm going to roll with the Huskies because Kevin Ali has been there and done it before. Great coach. And he has a good player. He has a great player in Purvis who may or may not come back. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Memphis, by the way, for those of you who are into those Tigers, they sit there with a 13.6% chance of making it to the American Athletic Championship per TeamRankings.com. And (laughs) that is a fantasy. And a 4.94% chance of winning it all. Can I get that fantasy again? That, That it is. That it is. So there you go, Tiger fans. I hope you guys remain hopeful and continue to believe in your University of Memphis Tigers. Uh, Everybody else, good job, Stein Lincoln. Stein Lincoln bleeds Tiger Blue. We are low on time. Let's run through this real quick, Stein. All right. Hillary Clinton, if she faces Donald Trump, she will be the presidential candidate. That's why we went all in on Hillary because, again, since 1988, nobody, everybody who's won Super Tuesday ended up winning their party's nomination. You look at 88, 92, 96, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, everybody who won Super Tuesday won their party's nomination. And so that's Trump and that's Clinton. And in a Trump versus Clinton matchup, Clinton wins hands down. Also, 
Drink that Yukon Husky Kool-Aid because magical things happen in March when you have good guards. And Rodney Purvis is just that. He is a good guard. So expect them to go out there and win the American Athletic Conference and tell your friends you heard it here on NBJB First. For Justin and Stein Lipkin, I'm CJ. We'll talk to you later. No Bluffs, Just Bets is a production of The Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.